And so um, I, I don't know why your mom told you that story, but I would say maybe like talk to a professional and never oh, speak that me. again. Like I, I don't want to hear it, man. Trust me with how many stories she's told me. I need, I would put a professional's child through school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I just got to stay five more minutes of that. And I was almost finished. Yeah. 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 There's probably more, but I'm already, we're already taking up too much time. Blake should start the thing soon. Yeah. yeah Blake, go ahead and yeah. turn the recording on. Yeah. Pretty sure you need all the therapy. Okay. Anyway, well, kicking this one off, welcome back to Adventures in Orth. Uh, last time, the heroes, or not so much heroes, managed to escape the labyrinth of the architect and dive into the plane of fire. So we will be picking up right there. So, gentlemen, before you stands a beautiful woman who looks to be made of lava. You can see it flowing over the surfaces as she stands before you, and wreathed in an aura of flame. Damn, you're hot. <laughs> it's about so you I should mean, go hungry. You should be in, literally. <laughs> this was good thing Darklight threat. isn't here. <laughs> Darklight might get jealous. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Dark lights like fucking thought. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the area surrounding you looks to be blasted land, multiple rivulets of lava flowing through it, and on the horizons you see volcanoes. You sta- seem to be standing on the precipice, uh, well, not precipice, but on one of the edges, possibly a pathway leading up to the cone of an inactive one, or perhaps active, you're not sure at this time, volcano as well. Let's say I don't go anywhere near the lava, and I just stay in the middle of the path. <coughs> Don't want this the fig- shit to melt this armor and kill me forever. <laughs> the figure before you, though, uh, waiting for you all to collect yourselves and acknowledge where you are right now. Uh, seeing as though you seem to have taken it all in now, uh, goes on to point out. Yes, this is the plane of fire. You are still in the astral realm. You have simply been pulled from the architect's labyrinth. Uh, are, are you one of his children or just a servant of one of, his, one of the children? Hmm. I haven't been called a child before, but yes. So, elemental pillar of fire, I presume. 
The figure gives a graceful bow and uh, an acknowledgement and says, You would be correct. I suppose not so many are fortunate to be pulled from the potential jaws of death by one such as I. Yeah, no. Back, you're the first person of your power level I've really ever met. I do have to ask, how did you all arrive there? The alarm was sounded that someone had entered. Uh, we assumed that the unfortunate soul would indeed pass away. But I suppose you are one of the few fortunate ones to find the exit. Technically, we're already dead, but of some crazy ass witch put us in a pokeball and threw us in there. Oh yes, I'm aware. But so crazy witch sent you there? Hmm, yeah. this is a new this is new. That will have to be looked into. Yeah, I was able to shoot her well. Got her right in the tit. Uh, die. Die, yeah. Oh, die. Oh. oh, well, that sucks. I mean, it was on the inside of the thigh, so, you know, maybe she slipped off her broom flying home. <laughs> maybe. But yes, whoever that crazy witch was, she put us into a ball and sent us there. Well, we have taken notice that it would seem that the architect has his eye upon you. We've been monitoring a lot of the unfortunate events that have been occurring, trying to see if there's a way to prevent any escalation. And I myself have voted that we should keep you all here to ensure that you can cause no more harm, or potentially cause any harm, or of course also potentially join the architect's side. Listen, I was just testing the waters, so I asked him if he would make you make a deal with us. Just to see what he would say. I wanted to see what kind of person he was. She looks at you with cold, dead eyes of, the architect's not a person. Wherever, what kind of thing he is. He said he would honor a deal, but honestly, I don't trust him. It's like it would be a deal with the devil. So, I would never have acted on it. Um, the figure then mentions to you all, looks up at the volcano and says, we should probably move. Yes, please. Can we get somewhere more inland? So I not near any lava. Because <laughs> honestly, me and, uh, RS are the most susceptible to the heat in this place, and I'd rather not either of us be turned to slag. 
I was outvoted. It's decided that she won't be kept here, though. So my sister will be arriving soon to take you into a much more shallow realm of the astral plane. And from there, you can travel home. Okay, good, good. And with that, the... The elemental pillar guides you to the base of the volcano. If, of course, you may choose to stay if you wish. That's up to you. Yeah, no, I want to get out of the heat barren place here so I don't be in slag. <laughs> okay. And with that, since you were all kind of there for, what, three, four days down in the uh, abyss? I think um, it was one for weeks. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a couple weeks. We took Not a couple weeks. Rest. I thought you only took one seven-day rest because we oh. rolled for it. Okay, there you go. One Maybe it only did, took... I know that... No, uh, you were there five days because uh, we rolled five, five times, and that was how long it took uh, for recovery. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, with that, uh, some of you had conversations while you were in the abyss. They were private conversations, mental conversations, between you and the architect. And now, I would like to go over those conversations. Hear what? <laughs> so, with that, we'll start with Rick. Rick, you yes. hear a voice in your mind. Okay. Ah, uh, little necromancer. Such aspirations of great power over the forces of life and death. Correct. I can offer you power. teach you the intricacies of magic that you would never be able to attain in life. Who can I say is speaking? What's that? Oh, I will, I'm like, they're talking, and I'll be like, cool, new phone, who this? <laughs> you recognize <laughs> the voice. You heard it in the labyrinth. It's the architect. But it's more like a voice coming into your mind. Oh, oh, hi, Ryan. It's not Ryan. <laughs> it's the architect. Okay, Ryan's dead. Ryan's dead. <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong, yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, What would uh what would the, the, the deal be thingy bobber? I need you to become my pawn. I need you to bend knee to me. <laughs> um but you see I got this thing with Ryan. I kinda like Ryan. You tried to kill me. Uh so you're not a good guy. I'm not a good guy. But a bad guy and a bad guy working together, yeah, that's not good. You need not choose now. 
How about you give me the power, and then I will decide later if I choose to actually accept it or not. Child, this is my world. Omnipotent, omnipotent, and omnipresent. I know, but you gotta you gotta let them taste the goods before they can actually you know get hooked. I will know if you choose. You need not choose now, but know that this world will be coming to an end, and only those who have sworn fealty to myself may be able to exist in the next world. And with that, he goes silent. Okay, have fun, Ryan's dad. I'll talk to you later, I think. It's dad. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, RS-53. You hear static crackling. <laughs> it's almost like someone's trying to tune into your radio. <clears throat> I tap the side of my head. You hear a voice. Sounds familiar. You've heard it in this labyrinth before. Ah. Uh, yes. The Magitech being forged by those whom would attempt to be as gods themselves in creating new life. RS-53, that was your designation, correct? <clears throat> you are on a secured channel. Please provide authorization. I am the architect. I need no authorization. <clears throat> authorization not accepted. Do you turn your radio off? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. All right, then. Ignore. Well, you didn't give the right, right command, repent, whatever <laughs> fast code shit or whatever, to using that channel. Very well then. Fortunately, you have no mind for him to end the rope on, so he can only come in through your radio. Subasa. You hear a voice in your mind. Ah, yes. The night. What is it that you desire, Sir Knight? Sam? Oh, Orthus is muted. That's why I had him muted. I was just, <laughs> what I said was, oh yeah, this bastard again. And then I, then I can't uh, say, Samurai, completely different type of person. Get, get that right. Very well. A different flavor of night, yes. Your lingos are all so confusing, there are so many of them. All right. What do you want? Oh no, I ask what it is that you desire. 
All I care for is my horse, my sword, and getting revenge. And for you to get out of my fucking head. So, bye-bye. Do you wish to be a part of the next world? I mean, I'll make my own way to it. I always seem to. I've made my way my entire life. So, bye-bye. Leave you with this. If you wish to secure a place in the next world, I simply need you to bend knee to me. Yeah, he had a master once. Not going to go with that again. Since he was so easily able to get rid of me, even though I was a, one of his best soldiers. So, thank you very much for your offer. Kindly fuck off. And Tim. <clears throat> you hear a voice yeah. in your mind. Ah, the child of fate. It seems you wish to see the fates for yourself and know their ah. ways. Yes. And what if I was to tell you that these fates you so look forward to seeing are simply an artifice of my children, nothing more? <coughs> yeah, I figured you'd say that. The true fate of the world is causality, and it shall be restored. Would you prefer to be an agent of causality? Yeah, I'm good being an agent of faith. Thank you, though. You need not make this choice now, for I will know if your choice is made in the future. All I ask is you bend knee to me, and then you may have a place secured for yourself in the world to come, once I've recreated it. And you can be my agent of true fate. And with that, the voice goes silent. And that all happened in the labyrinth, right? That all happened while you were resting in the labyrinth. Okay. So, you guys arrive at the base of the volcano. <laughs> and the fiery being leading you all says, We'll wait here. She should be arriving soon. Um, I ask if we were to help defeat the architect would we possibly be given boons of some kind hmm we still can't quite see a clear path to victory ourselves there's so many 
so many events occurring at the same time. While you were in the labyrinth, I'm sure you noticed the, the cyclones, the black yeah. cloud cyclones. These are the individuals sending souls to the architect, having him grow in power. Do we know about pathways. the cult in white or no? No, not really yet. You've heard of them, <laughs> okay. but never seen them. Poor ignorant souls tempted by the agents of the architect. They know not what they're doing. Hmm. Okay. I ask because my one, my one desire in this afterlife is to get revenge on those who wronged me and then build a shogunate of my own with my horse and my sword. <clears throat> the uh, fiery figure just looks at you, nods her head, and says, okay. As I said before, I did offer a deal to the... I did ask the architect if they would off, uh, honor a deal. I only did that to test the waters. Is that I've made deals in the past that have gone poorly. In fact, it's one of the reasons why I was killed, I assume. You also made deals that other people weren't going to try to honor for you. <laughs> exactly. So I guess what I'm asking is, if I were to make a deal with you, I hope to feed the architect, would you leave me alone for the rest of my own life? A deal with us requires sacrifice, and we will perform the request we don't make deals outside of that. And that's against the rules. That makes sense. Okay. That's what I was looking for. But of course, preserving the world as is, is a righteous cause. How do you feel about well, things coming back from the dead? Huh? How do you feel about things that were dead now being alive again? Mm. Your existence is, a, is one that goes against most nature. Here, actually, you are simply in your astral body, uh, as things would normally be. But, again... We've looked at yourselves and find it odd. Your existence shouldn't be as is. The necromancer that created you did not have the power to create undead such as yourselves with the simple methods that he used. And that way we find it somewhat odd that you would exist as you do now. 
though there are mistakes to a degree. In that regard, we find it interesting. We have not viewed you as a negative existence upon the world or a positive one as of yet. We've also noticed that the architect took great interest in you. And that way, and she looks at you all with uh, very stern eyes, and that way I have myself viewed you as a bit of a threat if you were to fall into his hands. Right, uh, and that is understandable. He, I don't know about these three, but he did offer me immense power when I was in there. If I were to bend my knee to him, I told him to fuck off, but he still offered it. So it's clear he he wants something from us. Thank you for the information. And I also... I bend to me and say, I offer you and your siblings my sword if if things were to come to pass, you would leave me alone in the future. I do find it quite interesting you were somewhat resistant to the labyrinth's power and being so close to the architect himself most mortals who would wind up there would die instantaneously and be consumed by the architect I have given my word to many people and I have sworn to them to help protect them if they don't trust me and I I may have done many things in my own life that I Really shouldn't have, but if there's anything I will follow, my word is iron. And that's why we call him the Iron Schnookums. Yes, it is. <laughs> iron Schnookums. Around that time, another figure appears through what seems to be some kind of gate. On the other side of the gate, you see what looks to be trees, grass, and flowers in abundance figure stepping through seems to glide instead of taking steps and looks to be a beautiful woman on her upper half Uh, but behind her she has butterfly wings and from the waist down it looks to be a skirt made of vines all the way down to her toes I bow my head respectfully. She gives a slight nod back and turns to the fiery woman to her right now. These are the ones that found their way into the labyrinth. Yes, they are, sister. They were trapped there by some means. The new arrival turns back to you all and introduces herself as the Pillar of Air. It says, these poor unfortunate souls, 
We should in bring those. Pain, in in need. We should bring them somewhere much more restful. And she beckons you all to follow through the gate that she's erected. I follow her. Does anybody choose to stay? I'll take silence as consent. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and you all follow through the gate, finding yourselves on a grassy knoll, trees abound surrounding oh, you. God. Well, the birds are I am uh, the shooter. <laughs> you are the shooter on the grassy knoll. He is the yes, shooter, is. yes. <laughs> You're surrounded by trees and birds, and flowers are growing in abundance all along the hilltop. Oh, wait, those aren't birds. They're little fairies flying all around. Oh, wonderful. Arriving there, uh, she then turns to her fiery sister and says, Please, could we take more casual? I'm afraid you might set something on fire. It's <laughs> dangerous here. Uh, to which the fiery one uh, turns into the likeness of a normal mortal and in full plate armor and a bastard sword upon her back. And I just want to ask, do we have physical forms in this, in this, these worlds? Or is that just the uh, abyss? That's whatever, uh, yes, whatever form you believed yourself to be in, like your mental picture of yourself, that's what you look like. Okay. So I'm just going to Mark on a little bit. This whole time I've had my helmet off, like <laughs> I normally do. I, right. I look like a two and a half foot tall cobalt stripper. Fuck yeah. Mm. And then I have my helmet off, my jet, my silver hair out behind me. So yeah, you would look not dead if that's exactly. how you choose. Wait, what does RS-53 look like? Or does he just look like the robot he is? He always is. <laughs> I'm sure the same exact thing. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, it's his own perception of himself. Probably, yes. like, larger um, with, like, robotic muscles. And his gun is much bigger. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Overcompensating for something a bit there, RS? I'll be back. Yes, anyways, I've had my katanas on my hat, my waist, and my helmet off. All right. Um, and the the pillar of air transforms into what would look like a stereotypical forest oh. witch. She has the... Uh, Witch hat, cone, cony type hat. She's wearing robes and has a broom. I, Looks exactly like someone that 
the other party met a long time ago. Yeah. And then she turns to you all and says, if it makes it easier for you, you may refer to me as Titania. Titania? Here's a... Yes, Midnight Summer's Dream, Queen of the Elves. <laughs> exactly. I understood it immediately. <laughs> um... And then she goes on to say, I'm sure a lot of questions have been raised for you all. Trying to understand what exactly is going on and how maybe you all got wrapped up in all of this and what it all means. If you wish, you may spend some time here and rest yourselves. I'm sure that that was quite a grueling ordeal you went through. And to survive such as that is exemplary. You should be proud of yourselves. This whole time, she's trying to make it in the most soothing voice that you've all ever heard. You kind of lull us into a sense of security. <laughs> it's funny you go right I said there. Sense, not false sense. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, bow, bow my head respectfully to Tanya and say, thank you. It is an honor to be in your Elemental plane. Beautiful here. I wouldn't mind sitting. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I wouldn't mind sitting and just uh, experiencing the lovely nature around us. Of course. Um, She claps her hands and a couple elves, or sorry, a couple fairies fly over. And she says, are any of you hungry? Or thirsty. Uh, and then she I... kind of you know, puts her hand over her chest and says, I'm sorry. I understand your unusual constitution. But in this realm, you're in your spiritual bodies. And you may eat and drink if you so choose. Oh. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm going to ask for some sake and some rice. Because I haven't had those in a long time. And with that, little fairies fly off and come back with what looks to be their best approximation of sake and rice. I will decline from accepting anything from Faye. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't asked if they may have anything of yours. They're offering. (laughs) Never trust Faye. (laughs) <laughs> as bad as Frankie <laughs> the market provides Don the market provides <laughs> yeah uh, with that does anyone have any questions though um, she opened the floor Where are the fairies? <laughs> Where are the fates? Mm-hmm. Hmm. She says, uh, she kind of puts her finger, you know, on her chin and says, well, that's an odd question. <sighs> He's an odd man. 
wolf thing. Well, I suppose there's no harm in it. You see the uh, pillar of fire kind of look a little bit disgruntled, but at the same time, not threatening. And uh, Titania says, well, this way. And she begins walking off into the woods. I guess I'll follow her. Okay. Is anybody else going, or are you guys just going to chill where you are? I offer uh, Ryan some... Or not Ryan. Uh, the sorcerer, some sake. Oh, okay. You find the sake and rice-like puffs to be tasty. Were you referring to Rick? Yes. yes, Rick. I knew it started with an R, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's the shadow dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally so you guys are staying listened. there? Oh. I mean, I'll, I'll stay. I'll, someone's got to watch Tsubasa. Okay. Fair enough. RS-53, are you staying with uh, Subasa and Rick, or are you going to go yes. with Tim? Okay. I'm going to um, protect the sanctity of that poor horse. Oh, okay. Got it. All right, then. Uh, Tim, you follow behind Titania. She leads you through the forest a ways, and you find yourself at a monolithic site, almost like Stonehenge. Uh, in the center of this uh, site, you see four pillars standing about 14 feet tall. Uh, carved on these pillars are the um, figures of four women. Oh, four. That's different. Four women, huh? Team yeah, they seem to be facing in the cardinal directions. Uh, one a child, one a young adult, one middle-aged, and one a crone. Hmm. I can talk to them? They are statues, though their eyes do glow with a golden light. And hovering above the four pillars, there is a golden thread that seems to pulse and hum and undulate, floating above them. Undulate. And I will hang out and meditate. Uh, Titania goes on to tell you, as you're sitting there, the architect, when he created everything simply had fate decided by causality. Cause and effect. This for that. We found the effect somewhat chaotic and non-rewarding. We created the FETs to help steer and guide things. Created the what? The fates. 
Oh, I thought you said feds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard it too, so. Yep. Created the fates to steer and guide things. And not by us. So where is their end goal of guidance? For the betterment of the world. You may have known a particular individual named Teresa. Yep. That individual's fate was intricately tied with your own and your friends. I consulted the fates after meeting the quite amazing individual that she was. She was, her purpose was to give you all a choice. So the fate simply chose her to die for no reason? They didn't choose her to die. Thus was her fate, so to speak. Her purpose was to potentially avert the destruction of this world. Because if we fail to stop the architect, the world will be destroyed. Nothing is set in stone. But at least you all were not simply guided by the architect entirely. By her actions, you were freed potentially from the architect's control. But we can also see that he is working quite diligently to try to return you to that. Even going so far as to bring you to his own prison. I'll leave you to oh. meditate now. Oh. Okay. That okay. worked. And with that, she departs. You guys see Titania return without Tim. And she lets you know that he's decided to stay with the fates for a while. He seems to be meditating. I appreciate some of that meditates. Is that what they call it nowadays? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever you... Beard, you'll notice my uh, lotion and paper um, towels missing. <laughs> Once you've all rested and recuperated, I will see to it that you are returned. Since you all came from different places, if you wish, I can return you all to the same place or exactly where you were. I turn a circle my sake and I say, Mr. Tony, if you don't mind me asking, I feel like there's... Something you remind me, at least your sister here reminds me of a paladin we've met before. Did you know anything about her? Um, she goes on to say, I'm intimately aware of Miss Teresa, yes. 
Ooh, intimately. <laughs> so, were you the ones that gave her the power boost that she had the last time we met her? She goes on to tell you that when Teresa arrived, uh, as she was quite a righteous and good soul, she arrived directly there into the Elysian Fields, or the Plain of Air. She immediately requested an audience, was granted, and request, and was willing to give up whatever was required of her to go back and fend off the negative force that was there since, uh, hence Ryan, as you all know him, uh, that he was a grave threat and the most evil thing she had ever felt the presence of. Ryan, not the most evil thing. And Aww. he's disrespecting Rick. <laughs> So, <laughs> with that, uh, Anya uh, empowered Teresa with her own power. The cost would be uh, her soul. That's Teresa's soul uh, for the use of that power and being returned to the material realm. So after her funeral, after I did the funerary march and buried her with all the honors of my clan, of my past, did she go anywhere else, or is her soul just forever in a void? Um, Titania looks at you and, uh, and says, it was a beautiful gesture, and I watched it myself as it occurred. Uh, Teresa no longer has an independent soul but she will always reside here. And she gestures to her chest. Very well. Thank you for taking her soul into yourself and for giving me one last fight with such an honorable warrior. That is all. I go back to drink my sake. <laughs> uh, with that, the pillar of fire stands up and says all this pleasantry is all well and good sister but we must go back to the fight Titania then replies back sister this is part of the fight these individuals here honestly have the architect's eye upon them we should attempt to protect them from this and make sure that they choose the right path themselves. And then the pillar of fire turns to you guys looking at you and then looks back at her sister and says, I still believe they should be held here. Titania replies back saying, to do that might have a domino effect that we know not the consequences of. They may have a greater part to play in putting an end to all of this. Uh, said, As I said, I will fight with your cause. I have given you my word, and that is iron. 
Iron Schnuckums. On the caveat that after all this is done, if we defeat the architect, you leave me to my own devices. I will not harm any of the cities I have given my word to. I will not do anything to harm your cause. I just wish to have my own shogunate so I can take my revenge on those that wrong me. Honestly, we don't deal in the day-to-day affairs of the material realm. That is for you to deal in, not us. If you arrive upon your own shogunate, so be it. It is not for us to decide. Very well. Mr. Silver Fox. What's up? Having meditated before the Pillars of Fate, no, of no reference whatsoever to a game that exists. <clears throat> oh, okay. You came upon a vision during your meditation. This vision involves a snowy land, mountainous land to the north. Inside this mountainous land, there are caverns that run deep mining operations. And deep within these chambers, there lies a vault that has been sealed with the largest doors you've ever seen, two feet thick looking to be made out of a black metal with arcane runes inscribed upon them in their entirety. And inside this vault, you see a swirling maelstrom of dark energy and purple lightning like that which you've seen in the architect's labyrinth. You see those doors flying open and spilling out this, these clouds of hideous energy filling the mountain and then exploding out and then covering the world. You feel that this must be prevented at all costs. Okay, so where's the door? On some kind of icy, mountainous continent. Hmm. <laughs> or that has large scale mining operations in it. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of a group of you've heard of a group of people that do that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. Some say they delved too deep. Hmm. <laughs> that is the rumor. That is the rumor. 
And their deep delving is why you never see them anymore. <laughs> yeah. That is your vision, though. Are you doing anything else while you're there? Or staying there longer? Um, yeah, I'll destroy the faith. What? Destroy them? Destroy them? Yeah. So I you're going to take, take a myself. swing at the statues? No, I'm screwing with you. I was oh, no, I mean, that. by all means, I statted them as actual Norns, so... <laughs> They're just statues, though. <laughs> no, I'll go catch up with everybody else. Okay. Deal. You guys see Tim arrive back. He seems to be done, and uh, he's currently cleaning his hands. I'm scratching my balls. <laughs> yeah, you seem to have had fun back there. I hope you got. I hope you cleaned them off and you were done. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think the lotion was for? <laughs> Gotta keep, you know, okay. otherwise you scratch up your knees. All right. Oh, <laughs> well, anyways. Shall we head home now, friends? Or So where's the uh, the doorway at? Are you asking in person or asking me? No, I'm asking in person to the elemental pillar that's standing there. Which doorway are you referring? You know the doorway. Pillar of Fire goes, oh, that doorway. <laughs> that doorway. That doorway is currently guarded by probably half the dwarven population. Well, it's about to burst open. Mm. That's one we've been keeping an eye on as well. It doesn't seem to be weakening in any fashion. Those old wizards did their very best to seal that up. It also has a ward placed on it by us as well. <laughs> Well, the fates have given so, uh, me a vision of it popping open, so... so we need some double that. penetration there to open it up. So it's got two... Yeah. Barriers. But really, I find if, uh, if you talk sweet while you're knocking on the back door, you can usually get in. <laughs> I will leave that to you. To which the pillar of fire replies, saying, What fucking idiot would try to open that door? Somebody is. We've missed something. She's looking at her sister. <sighs> to which they then turn to all of you and say, um, and 
Titania says, perhaps this is the path you should follow, then. The doorway is in the deepest parts of the Dwarven Kingdom, sealed off. Oh, it, okay. it is the original piercing of the abyss, unfortunately done by you mortals yourselves. Mortals a are assholes. Great, <laughs> it is a great fissure through reality. With through which the architect is able to have some minor influence. And it's about to be opened. If it was to be pried open, that would be quite unfortunate. We assume that's why he was attempting to amass strength by the devouring of souls. Probably, he's probably tried talking us. Probably, what his plan was to talk us into opening it for him. Perhaps you should go and investigate and ensure that there's no one attempting to crack that door or our ward. I say, okay. Uh, she gives you a uh, well a envelope conjures in her hand and she gives you the envelope saying please use this for your identification purposes the inhabitants of the dwarven lands are quite unfriendly towards outsiders Mostly for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send a report back to whatever my old headquarters um, channel would be about the unauthorized access to uh, the secure radio link. <laughs> nice. One second. Um, you get a reply back. Message sent. Oh, that's interesting. Or that your message was at least delivered, right? Oh, it went somewhere. <laughs> it went somewhere. <laughs> Mission accomplished. All righty. Um, all right. So, I I down whatever remains of my sock and put my helmet back on. Okay. So you guys have a direction. Yeah, I guess we do.
And we've also changed the direction of the campaign entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know the physical location where these reports would go? Uh, no, you don't seem to remember. Faulty hmm. oh. memory sockets. Can't I find what I'm looking for? Well, he's a robot. He probably never knew in the first place. That's oh, probably on John's table. There we go. Um, that's what I was looking for. It was actually on my chat with John. Okay. <laughs> you should probably just send it to me on Discord. I probably did, yeah. Oh, let's check my Discord now. <clears throat> oh, that's right. John, you got another uh, thing off of your template. <clears throat> so, with that... Uh, Satania asks if you all wish to leave. Or where do you choose where would you like to be dropped off? The gate. Directly in front of that gate. <laughs> oh, I well I completely understand the uh desire to just go directly right there. Uh that also would kind of you know, fuck up some of the fun. So we're going to go with like a not flying on eagles route and say that for whatever reason of DM makes it up, the pillars cannot take you directly to the gate. Um, or cool. some shit like that, right? So you are instead dropped off at a uh, Karato which was originally the big trading city and the principality and dwarven lands. That sound good? Sure. If you all wish to see it, uh, it is on the world map. Uh, Principality of Gragia, which is the Dwarven Kingdom. It's also right next to the uh, Theocracy. Oh. Yes, I definitely want to go there. So, Titania whirls her broom in the air, a gate appears. On the other side of this gate, you see off in the distance a larger town that looks to be a port town and merchant city. 
And she, with a chipper smile, says, Good luck in your investigation. Thank you. You all step through. I step through the portal. All right. You have all arrived in the Dwarven lands. Off in the distance, to the east, you see a very, very large mountain. The peaks of which are through the clouds. You cannot see them. It is ice-capped, covered in snow at the top. Everything else is the foothills of this mountain. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's the mountain we're going to. Possibly. Yes. So where to, guys? A portal. Her porthole. The porthole. That's what oh. I said, her porthole. I said her porthole. That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Oh. You have to be a little bit more specific about this one. I'm not sure who her is. The mountains? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm the open for portal? options. Huh? I'm open for options. Okay. Well, you know exactly where the mountain is. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can see a roadway leading up through the foothills to it. All right. Stopping in the town or going straight to the road? I'm going to go gather reagents for leveling my skill, for leveling my crafting. Yeah, I'm going to go to the town as well so we can get information on anything that's been going on by the mountain. Oh, okay. All right. You travel to the town. Um, The roadways seem to be bare. No one seems to be traveling down here. When you arrive in the town, you noticed it is vacant. It seems to have been abandoned. It is a ghost town. Well, it's a ghost town now that you guys have arrived anyway. (laughs) Any town with Rick and Tim is a ghost town. (laughs) Um, Also, you notice that All along the shore, where the docks are, there are pikes implanted in the ground. Upon these pikes, you find human heads. Well, not just humans. There's elves. There's humans. Mostly elves and humans. You see no dwarven heads. Oh. Do the heads look like they're moving? No, they are not undead heads. Um, they're just heads. Oh, and there's also orc heads, too. So orcs, humans, and elves. No dwarves, Oh, though. so these guys are obviously cool with undead. That's good to know. <laughs> they seem to have been placed as a warning as all of the faces are facing out to the docks. Well, that's doors for you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to roll some uh, knowledge local. 
I was just about to say where I know anything about dwarves through my travels. It ain't Arcana, so Rick doesn't know about it. Uh, Subasa, you have heard of Viking tribes that inhabit the foothills of the Dwarven Kingdom. Uh, they are apparently extremely xenophobic. You remember, uh, so... ru- you remember rumors I... of the theocracy uh, not considering the area worth their time. I, I explained this and saying, so bottom line is these people are very racist and will kill anything that comes into their borders. <laughs> he said racist. <laughs> It's not that they think they're better than everyone for some obscure, uh, stupid reason. It's that they just don't like anyone else. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Yeah, so bottom line is they will most likely try to kill us if if they find us. So... They'll most likely try to kill you. No, they'll try to kill all of us. I can talk my way out of anything. Not with these guys. If the rumors are to be believed, these guys will... Well, they'll kill anything that comes into their shores. Out of sheer curiosity, we're back to being ghosts that can go through things, right? Yes, you are no longer spiritual bodies. You are back in your normal forms. Yeah, cool. They, they're they not really going to be able to see and or hit me. Fair point. But you I guys can feel should. free to ransack the town if you want, since no one's going to care. Oh, we're not going to yep. ransack the town. Jesus Christ. Not 12. There's no people there. Oh, yeah, but we don't need to carry any of this shit. We're not. Yeah, if, uh, What's Sebastian... the fun in ransacking a town if there's no people there? Yeah. Yeah. That's now, a fair point, I guess. Wants to, uh, wants to raise some skeletons and, you know, scrounge up some gear for them. That'd be. I can't raise them. I can just control them. Yeah. Sebastian oh, well. can't create his own. He has to borrow from other people. I can just pay you back off people. <laughs> does that make does that make you a body thief, Subasa? Probably. I mean, my the basic idea of the Grave Knight is I can whoever puts on my shit gets can, I can control them eventually. So yeah. So I got a weird question. And this might be kind of funny. Can Go I ahead. animate my own dead body? Mm. No. Why not? Because you can't. Um, as a ghost, if your dead body is 
damaged in any way, form, or altered, then it uh, destroys you. Yeah. It's not saying I can't. It's just saying I really shouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> it might make you cease to exist if you did so. That's only if it gets damaged. If I could be a ghost with my actual skeleton corpse walking around. <laughs> so. All right. What are you guys going to do now? Well, go find the gate. Yeah, okay. that's the best thing to do. Follow I call a uh, dark light. Dark light emerges from the ether. He's on bottom. <laughs> I will avert my eyes from that this perversion. Not in that way. Okay. Save that for home. Okay. I feel like it's just accepted now. Jeez. Okay. Well, they're not gonna believe me if I keep denying it, so I might as well just go fucking go with it. Alright then. Alright, you guys travel west. Or I'm sorry, east. Following the road, you notice that, of course, there is the incline. You are on the foothills of a giant mountain. After traveling about an hour, you see campfires in the distance. Lights. Bonfires. I want to go and look at the, what's around the fire, but I want to go into the ground and sneak up. Okay. Yeah, when I see him, I point out and say, well, those are the fucking assholes. Xenophobic assholes. Yep. Xenophobic assholes in the distance. At the moment, they're somewhere in the distance uh, since it is evening time. You would imagine that they are maybe half a mile to three quarters of a mile ahead. You can see the fires from quite a distance. All right, Rick's going alone to investigate. Uh, yeah. Rick, you sink down a little I've ways. I've as far away as I can. <laughs> you sink down a little ways and go forward to investigate the camp. Uh, it looks to be just quickly erected tents. Uh, how far away do you want to get? How clear of a picture do you want to get? You just got to go in really deep. Yeah, go all the way in there, Rick. All the way in there. Oh. Don't leave an inch out. Rick? Rick, how close do you want to get? Well, I want to get. I'm, I want to go up to the, like to the fire. 
Oh, okay. Like, I'm going to stay... So, like, when I say up to the fire, like, where the darkness, the light emits in the circle, I want to mm-hmm. stay in the shadow bree part, but in the ground, to where they can't okay. see me. Alright, so you want to go right up there and... Okay. All the way up in there, asshole. And why not? Worst case scenario, fly up into the air, and guess what? Uh, lightning. Oh, damn, really? I mean, I can. You can, yeah. Oof. No, for real, though, are you planning on firing a lightning bolt? No, I'm going up, and I'm just looking right now. That's plan B. Well, you said... Well, I mean, I, I'm bolt. saying in the ground, but like, if it comes to worse, I can go up into the air where they can't really reach me and be like, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, okay, you're okay. dead. Okay, alright. <laughs> <laughs> we never picked languages, did we? I... Nope. I mean, I I'm pretty sure I have Elven in one more. I don't know what the other one is. Undercommon. It says I have a plus three in ling- linguistics. Um. Yeah, Rick, you should have four languages, and Subasa, you should probably have two. I do. I have two. Okay. All right. All right, so uh, you managed to get up there to, like, the edge of the bonfire's light. Uh, There's hastily made tents all the way around. It looks to be a contingent of about 50 people. Um, It looks like a tribal type of society. And... You know, some people are cooking, some people are resting. They do have lookouts posted. Uh, as you approach the bonfire, one of the individuals kind of stands up like he senses something's not right and he's looking around. Um, to which he does alert some of the lookouts to keep their eyes open as though he feels something's not right. They have not noticed you as of yet, though. Okay. Um, they are speaking in Dwarven. Okay. I mean, I definitely literally just wrote down before you even said anything. Common, Dwarven, Elvish, and Undercommon. Yeah, I figured that was coming. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, This before you said anything, so I'm like... uh, you said I had no four, so I picked the, the common four. Okay. But so, it could be Rusty Dwarven. <laughs> rusty Dwarven. Yeah. Broken Dwarven. Um, the individual speaking uh, 
was saying that he has a bad feeling, like something's coming, so he's alerting the lookouts to um, pay close attention. But for the most part, they are just... This is where their current camp is. You see nothing out of the ordinary. But there's about 50 people there. Some of them are children, though. I just realized I was muted this entire time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Can I uh, pick out in the crowd who looks to be the person with the highest rank and or power? The individual that's currently speaking. Okay, I want to keep wearing, an eye on him. Yeah, he's wearing a polar bear as a cape, so... I want to keep an eye on him and find which tent is his. Okay. When the lookouts uh, come back and report that they could find nothing unusual, um, <clears throat> he does eventually go to a tent. It's a bit larger. It contains also a desk with papers and a quill. A nice uh, a nice bed. And he has candles. Okay, I'm going to make my way back to the party now. Okay. God damn, you got some horrible luck today, Rick. Uh, as you're leaving, one of the lookouts uh, makes a whistle. It seems as though something caught wind of your passing. Uh, they did not, however, spot you. And the uh, the lookouts are again alerted to the presence of something. But you make it by. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> So when I get back to the party, I'm going to be like, I found where the leader sleeps. So if we want to kill him, we can kill him. <laughs> you didn't kill him already? You're the one, you're one of the two that can pass by unseen. I mean, I thought I'd leave it up to the party. I mean, I, I am an agent of chaos, but, you know, I can be calmed. Okay. All right. Well, what should we do? Should we just try and keep moving? Are, is this uh, little camp right in the way of our path up the mountain? 
That is the pathway up the mountain, yes. Hmm. Can we go around What them? if we disguised you as one of them? Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm like six foot tall. Okay, so sure we just, you know, we cut your breastplate in half a little bit and take up the, you know, the thigh parts of your, your legs and we, you know, make you look <laughs> like you're a dwarf. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, none of you are touching my fucking armor. <laughs> I mean, if I were to touch you, it wouldn't really do anything. Yes. So you, might... <clears throat> you aren't doing so you might as well. Armor. That is where I draw the line. Nobody touches the armor. Nobody does anything to the armor. Okay. Touches or does anything to. Got it. Now, Dark Knight can go pretty fast. I can probably <laughs> run right through them or run around them. I can take the robot with me. Yeah, but if we don't take them out, then they're just going to come up the mountain later, and we'll have to deal with them later. So if we just kill them now... That's also a possibility. What do the monks say? You know, there's no point in wasting our time having this conversation. We should have already just went around them. There we go. Two to go around. What does the robot say? He probably says kill them all. They'll be more useful. They'll be more useful fighting whatever comes out of that gate. Exactly. <clears throat> I said agent of chaos, but I can be calmed. I will listen to what the majority of the party else says. I'll go around. Okay. So we're all for going around. R.S., are you with us? Sir. Alrighty. Alright. So you guys wish to travel around? Yes. Okay. Let's see if the party can do it. Do it to it. Alright, um... Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if that's a good wow or a bad wow. RS, you have the highest survival tra uh, training. Are you going to try and pick the path that best leads around this encampment without being alerted? Um, sure. Okay. RS has found an excellent path. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's not the skill check I was trying to do. Damn it. <laughs> there we go.
All right. RS leads the party on a pathway to the left of this encampment, off the road, heading up towards, uh, continuing to head up towards the um, direction the road is leading. You manage to navigate around the encampment without alerting any of their lookouts. Good. You do notice, uh, as you're navigating around, that about a mile to the north, there is another encampment. It seems oh. as though the encampments are spaced to where they can alert each other to any incoming danger. Or are we talking alert. about yell alert or fire alert? Like they light a giant fire and alert them. Yeah, like lighting. Okay. Or flags during the day. So it's the fucking players of Gondor. <laughs> okay, so can we go around this one, RS? Do you think you can oh no, you guys. You guys managed to navigate between those two encampments. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you would imagine that also to the south from the one that you were trying to navigate around, there is another encampment. More than likely. Alrighty. As you're navigating up this path... You do, in fact, see what seems to be uh, rock now being formed in a way to where it is a paved road. It is no longer just a mountain pass. It is now paved road. And there seem to be markers uh, set along the side of the roads. Okay. And they assumingly go up towards the mountain the way we're going. Yes. Uh, continuing along, you do see that there are, in fact, doors heading into the side of the mountain. These doors are very large, uh, not as large as the ones you saw in your vision, Tim. Uh, and they have carvings on them depicting dwarves in armor. You have arrived at the doorway to the Dwarven Kingdom. Uh, the area you're standing in seems to be some kind of reception area. It's a large, circular, paved stone landing um, to the east end of it. You see the doorways carved into the side of the mountain, and there's a railing surrounding the entire thing. What do you guys wish to do now? Railing. Yeah, there's a railing surrounding the circular landing that you're on now. Oh, how far down is it? Uh, it's still a hill, so if you were to fall, you wouldn't necessarily just fall to your death. Uh, the landing you're on is on the top of this hill. The doorway's right in the side of the mountain. 
let's say the landing is uh, 100 feet wide or in, uh, in diameter. Is there a path? Yes. Like I said, the door is at the east side of this landing. Oh, well, okay. we open the door. Yes, go in the door. Okay. You go to press upon the doors to open them. The door, they seem barred from the other side. Oh. Well, I guess oh. we can't go any further. We'll have to go home. <laughs> um, after trying to press on the doors to open them, though, obviously making a racket, uh, you see a little peephole open up, and on the other side of it, you hear a somewhat robotic voice say, Who's seeking entrance? We're, we are, we're a traveling merchant group looking for passage. Uh, RS-53, you see similar eye lights. <laughs> I say um, unit RS-53C authorization Zulu Bravo 7-2 Tango Whiskey it, whatever. The robot. Other, monomic, other <laughs> passwords and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the automaton behind the door clicks and whirs for, whirs for a second and then says, it's an old code, but it checks out. The barring on the door is lifted and you are allowed entrance. Inside the doorway, <laughs> inside the doorway, um, you see multiple automatons. Uh, the one there standing guard at the door <laughs> closes the door behind you and just ignores your existence for the most part and goes back to watching the door. Uh, the others seem to be going through mundane tasks of maintenance and cleaning. So, RS, is this where you came from? Where you were created? Do I even know where he came from or where he's created? Uh, it's all vague memory. Those were part of your damaged memory banks. Unknown. Well. But I do like this place. I, I bet you do. This, is how, I, this is how the world should be. It's very yes. efficiently ran right now. Yes. Is there any ammunition? Not on these. You're in a uh, yeah. You're in a hallway now. Entrance. Uh, You may. You do see, however, um, some supplies being carried by one of the automatons. Seems to be heading down the hallway. Oh. Well, I'll go with them. Maybe I can pick up some ammunition here. Well, I should have lots since I ordered enough to take out an entire city and never did it. Yeah, you do have <laughs> lots of ammunition. Lots of ammunition. Hmm. Oh, maybe there will be like a repair and diagnostic area. Ooh. Maybe. I'll go search around for that. Okay. 
following that automaton, you do find yourself uh, leaving this hallway. Um, you do also see lots of uh, statues depicting different dwarves as you're traveling down this hallway. Um, some of these statues have uh, plaques in front of them uh, written in dwarven. Leaving this hallway, you find yourself in what looks like it was some form of commerce area. Um, lots of lots of establishments carved directly out of the stone. Roadways, ramps going up and down, and <clears throat> most of these establishments have some sort form of sign uh, on them, depicting that they may have been some form of in mercantile establishment, so on and so forth. However, all of it seems to be simply being being maintained by these automatons. Oh, is it a Dwemer thing? Not that they're running the establishments, more so that they're still going through their programming of keeping things clean and tidy. Anybody wanting to investigate, look around, or what's your guys' plan now? Uh, is there any humans or dwarves around? No, At just all? the automatons. Uh, I follow RS around. I just actually don't know. I follow RS around. I just walk around aimlessly a little bit. Okay. Okay. Just looking at the different places. And then I say, uh, Sorcerer. Rick. <laughs> Mr. Savage, two bosses looking for you. Rick? I'm Marco. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, do, do you happen to have any uh, sense living thing? Ability? You sensibility? Sense living? Do anything uh, like that? Uh, no, I got oh. to detect magic. That's about it. Hmm. Well, seems like this place has been abandoned for years, which is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? There's, there's like robot things here. It's not truly abandoned. <laughs> yeah, it's not truly abandoned, but what I mean is that there's no living things other than robots. N n none that you can see. Yes, that's true. We can't see them. But I would assume that, especially at the merchant shop there, there would be some people coming in and out. It's Midday, right? It's midday. Rick, you do get the idea that if there was some kind of giant magically reinforced door, uh, you might be able to detect it. Okay, I'm going to do detect magic then. All right. Um, you get little pings on your first round of detect all over the place, even within the automatons and, you know... Uh, in some of the establishments uh, that you see here on this level, and also lots of pings down below you. 
uh, do you continue to focus your detect magic for the second round? Yes. Okay. Uh, most of the ones up here around you are weak. And down below, there is an extremely powerful uh, aura. Uh, one second. There we go. Um, but yeah, there's hundreds of auras all over the place. And the most potent aura, though, is far below you. Okay. Uh, some of these are... Uh, do you concentrate on the third uh, round? Sure. All right. The most powerful aura is far underneath. It is an overwhelming aura, and uh, you're momentarily blinded by the strength of the aura, uh, but you're pretty sure that's the doorway, and it's far below you, deeper into the mountain. Okay. I will relay that the door is way below us, and it's emitting a very overwhelming power. All right. Well, let's find a way down and see what's going on. All right. Yes, there are multiple paths down, uh, rampways carved out of the stone. You are able to travel down in a spiral fashion, deeper and deeper into the mountain. Let's, yeah. You also do see that there are some automatons traveling up and down these ramps as you're uh, going back and forth. They don't stop or try to question you, though. It seems as though they're going according to some form of programming. About ten floors down, uh, RS-53. Mm-hmm. You see what looks to be some kind of foundry, and you see some of the automatons, uh, if damaged, seem to be traveling there. Ah, I'll go. Okay. It does seem to be a repair area on this floor, and okay. they almost have a medical station for automatons. I will go. Again, it's a similar type of setup. There are multiple establishments carved out of stone. Uh, there are some automatons there who seem to be evaluating and pointing others of their kind off in different directions. Uh, the automaton doing evaluating... Uh, Stands before you. Report your status. I report my status. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> Out of character. Uh, it seems to be asking what's damaged. Oh. Well, I, I describe whatever damage there is. Hmm. You said multiple times that there's memory. Yes. 
potential faulty programming. Hmm. You'll have to be evaluated by Garrick. Please report to the station there. And he points off at one of the establishments. I go to that station. Okay. When you arrive at the station, uh, entering into the establishment, you see a dwarf. Is anybody else going with you, or are you just going yourself? What the fuck would I know? I'm asking the other parties. Sorry. I mean, Rick would tag along. Seeing how that's what he likes to do. He likes to be invisible and watch. Okay. Let's see. I will roll a stealth check for Rick. RS-53, entering into the establishment, you see a dwarf. He seems to be fairly old, and he also seems to have a mechanical arm. Um, On the table uh, where he's at, he seems to be performing surgery on one of the automatons that you've been seeing. Wait in line. Um, He sees you enter and says, uh, asks you to plug yourself into some form of device he has there on the table and run a diagnostic. Do I have the requisite plug for that device? Uh, You do. You remember where it is. All right. I'll plug myself in. All right. Uh, Rick, the dwarf does not seem to have taken notice of you as of yet. Okay, I'm still just watching. All right. Uh, The device doesn't seem to find anything wrong with you functionally, but it does uh, register that there are some damaged memory circuits. He says... Oh, well, that's a pain. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to wipe you and start over. How would that fix lost memory? It seems like that would exacerbate the problem. Yes, you recognize that this might actually make you lose who you are if this guy performs this function. Oh, oh well, I guess there's no... Well, you don't have to submit. You have a ghost there that can help if he's going to say anything. Or do you ask him that question? How's that... Yeah, it doesn't really seem helpful to fix the memory problem. Dwarf kind of looks at you at your comment and says, well, that's an unusual comment from one of you to make. He comes over a little bit closer to take a look at you and and then goes on to say, 
What's your function? What's your designation? RS-53C combat model. With that, he kind of takes a step back. I don't know who you are. Combat model? That's unusual. Where'd you come from? Unknown. This is intriguing. I suspect if you wipe me, you will never find out. Since it would obviously erase any memory. Well, yes, but... Hmm... He takes a look at the diagnostics that were ran. And looking at them, the machine or whatever it is that was running the diagnostics seems to recognize you and what you are. I haven't seen... Never seen anyone designated as a combat model. Hmm. I got the new guy. <laughs> Perhaps there is a more qualified technician. Yes. We'll have to take you down to see some of the Forge Masters. Perhaps they know. RS-53, would you follow me to the Forge Masters? I do. All right. Rick follows. And Rick follows. So, uh... Subasa, are you going to be uh, coming with them, introducing yourself, since you are not? If they're crossing real? my path, this is going to be the first uh, living being I see. I will introduce myself oh, as uh, RS's handler. <laughs> okay. All right. So the old dwarf uh, is leading the way, RS fifty three, and. Rick, you're following behind. He still has not... Well, let me check. You are, guys are moving now. Still has not taken notice of you. And, but he immediately notices you, Subasa, as you have a very poor stealth check. If you are even trying to hide. Uh, you I, see RS-53 being led by what looks to be an old dwarf uh, who does have a mechanical arm. Finally, a living being! Uh, to which the dwarf is now startled and uh, shouts out, Automatons! Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I'm, I'm with him. Oh. I'm, that, I'm his handler. He, I came here with him to see if we can figure out what's wrong with him. And it's here as yeah. a friend. My you see about ten of these. Aut- you see about ten of these automatons in the area. Just drop whatever they were doing and take what looks to be an offensive stance towards you. Uh, the dwarf, still looking quite upset at a another individual there, uh, turns to look at you, RS fifty three, and says, "Handler." 
What's the meaning of all that? Better keep his hands very far from me. <laughs> I got Interium. I'm gonna say, okay, look. I need to fix my droid. Will you help us or will you not? You better help fix us. Your droid. <clears throat> You'll have Net to excuse this flesh bag. Oh. He's a <laughs> horse lover. It seems to have inappropriate, if you understand the meaning, um, relations with animals. It seems perhaps his affections have Extended now to you. Uh, Livestock? Robots. Oh. <laughs> this is a new development, which I was unaware of until just now. This is not the, this is not the Cherry 2000 you're looking for. He's trying to make RS into a pleasure bot. <laughs> no, I'm fucking not. I'm trying to anyway, remember about that putting so his we can hands tell us where we're going. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, Subasa, you have. You see how much so? With a little level five NPC, uh, very much so intimidated this dwarf in front of you. He does seem to be a bit scared, uh, but he also does seem to be a little bit sure of himself with the other ten droids. That are there, uh, but then he is unpredictable. You may need to apprehend him. Um, with your commentary, though, uh, RS fifty three, he also seems a little bit disturbed. As you should uh, be. I don't do anything to my horse. This robot is messed up. I came here to get him fixed. How did you even get here? We, I followed some rumors I heard. I'm a Ronin. I don't even know what that means. Rumors a, you heard. I'm an arm. I'm a. <laughs> I'm basically a warrior for hire. Oh, a mercenary. Okay. Yes. This I is my droid. Helps. He helps me in his. In I my, don't think that helps. <laughs> He helps me with my contracts. I came here to get him fixed. <clears throat> He's had memory problems for a couple of year for a couple of months now. I want to get him fixed. I suppose maybe if you had him this with you, being as um, off his rocker, I do not belong to him, nor any form. I'm of trying to help you, RS. The dwarf seems to believe that if you were here there with the uh, with RS fifty three, that the 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 Vikings might have let you pass, uh, given the circumstances. So he says, "Well, at least you're returning him to where he belongs. So you can come with me, and we can decide what to do later." Okay. Yeah, I don't think you I guys was are... ever the one that was in trouble here. Nope, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, we're going to. So, I wouldn't know it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are led deeper down, uh, about ten more floors down. Uh, you actually find signs of civilization. There are many dwarves uh, uh, walking around, uh, going about their business. Uh, most of which seems to be the repair and production of weapons to include grenades. Uh, there are some cannons, armor, uh, siege engines, uh, as well as uh, production of what looks to be rations. Uh, the dwarves seem to be preparing for war. Oh, I say, uh... uh newer model siege engines. Okay. I admire <laughs> them. Are they automated? Um, not so much automated, Indeed, but they robots. do They do have some uh, interesting features. Um, one of them looks to be a uh, basically a people lawnmower. I like this one. <laughs> Uh, what's the price for one of these? Oh, they're not for sale. We're sending them to the front lines. Mm. If you don't mind me asking, who are you going to war with? The Vikings outside? Oh, no, they're watching our backs. Oh. Deeper in the mines. There's, uh... Some things have been going on for a little while now. It's not things we share with outsiders. Okay, well, who's the technician or whatever that I'm going to? Yes. Uh, he takes you over, and uh, there's an older dwarf there. Um, he's wearing what looks to be... Uh, some light armor and blacksmith's attire as well. Uh, you see he has an apron with a very large hammer uh, as well as some other tools. And this dwarf approaches him and he says Bjorn! You're not going to believe this. This one's called a combat model. I've never seen one. He's also quite talkative. Yes, I'm hoping to possibly nix that that from him. Oh, true colors come out. Damn. <laughs> this being is clearly hosp hostile against me. <laughs> I may I mean, recommend that you have him apprehended. My horse and I don't. I'm merely making observations. <laughs> uh... Bjorn, this uh, muscled older dwarf, comes over and takes a look at you, RS. Uh, he points out some features and says, see here? It's actually got armor. Not unlike these other models here. And right here you can see it's got much larger pistons for higher strength capacity and mobility. This is the top of the line. This is 
You're not from in here, though. Do you know where you were, where you were assigned to? I do not. Hmm. Those circuits have been damaged. Perhaps you could repair them. We could probably do that. I believe we do still have some capacity to repair such as them. He looks at the other dwarf and says, These were not only programmed to follow orders, they were also programmed to be able to make their own decisions, if need be. That's why it's quite a bit more sentient, so to speak. To be honest, and I actually kind of like him. He sacrificed his life for me once, so... Really? Yeah. For the mission. This one's been around for... Must have been operating continuously for a very long time. He's probably compiled a lot of data. Which would give him even more, let's say, character flair. And this bozo wanted to reset me. No! Uh, I came no. here to specifically stop that. I wasn't talking to you. Oh. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever you say something bad, I always assume it's me. He well, I have to something. say. So Bjorn pats the uh, other dwarf on his shoulder and says, Well, Thurgrim, very glad that you found him. He says, What was your designation there, fellow? RS-53C. RS-53C? The lower levels are in danger. We can use your help protecting the Dwarven Stronghold. We can get you repaired, maybe even give you a couple improvements, and you could go back on the front lines, my old boy. Excellent. Um, does this um, include destroying nasty flesh bags? It includes destroying some nasty flesh bags, yes. Oh, there's a lot of <laughs> he says there's a lot of mutated creatures down there from the energies that we're trying to keep contained. Horrible, disgusting creatures. Well, I already said that I accept. I don't know what more I'm supposed to say. Oh, he was he was just letting you know. <laughs> I'll also gladly help. Sounds like you can use all the help you can get. Bjorn looks over at you and says, you I don't know out. if we're... He says, uh, I don't know if we're... <sighs> well, you know what? It's fine. You might just die down there anyway, old boy, so I suppose it's okay. If you live, then uh, we'll... Uh, We'll talk then. But, yeah, sure. We can use all the help we can get. Cool. It doesn't seem like he's too taken a liking to the outsider that you are. That's understandable. All right. Um, honestly, that's all I've got for today, guys. Okay. And this entire time, Tsubasa got drafted. Rick dodged it. <laughs> Yep. Rick, you were not noticed by 
Bjorn. You're a draft dodger. <laughs> He's a draft dodger. Fucking draft dodger. Um, I don't know. I uh, I think it's fun. So, um, yeah, John, I just realized you hadn't leveled up your character, so I added two levels of Gunslinger. You get a feat, and you get to select one more item off of that uh, list because of the hit die oh. game for Construct. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look it up again. Yeah, you got a new feature. I don't remember any of them being very good other than the ones I have. But I'll pick oh. something. Yeah. It's still in our chat on Discord, so. Oh. The link to the commando construct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, not a lot of action today. Mostly story, but still. The better a lot of action if we had very comfortable. All huh? the survival checks. Oh, yeah. Then you didn't have the impending death of waves of negative energy flowing over you all. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun and one. Rick almost, Rick almost died from. Yeah, so you guys are now fully uh, restored. You don't have any negative levels anymore. You guys were restored while in the uh, plane of air. Um, I'm assuming you guys are probably going to attempt to slog your guys' way down to the door. So next session is going to be a slog fest of fights, just so you know. Okay. That's the whole reason why Rick was just staying invisible, so that way he didn't have to do anything. <laughs> All right. Plus, plus there's also the insurance of the uh, invisible person holding a knife practically to the dwarf's throat. Exactly. Second, something bad happens. It's like, okay, you're dead. This is exactly <laughs> why I was very up, very upfront about being there, not trying to sneak down because I had two people. Well, one person. Yeah, the other one's asleep. Yeah, the other one's asleep. That's the other reason why we're going ahead and calling yeah. it. Yeah, because uh, Tim checked out. But I'm glad your new truck well, is comfortable, John. Very comfortable. Yeah. Makes me not want to work. Huh? <clears throat> Makes me not want to work. Ooh. <laughs> Danger truck bed. Anyways. Lay down. I'm pretty sure you the thing going. Yep. So, you said you're good for next week? Uh... Yeah, I'm good. Rick. I'm good for next week. Okay, so we'll do next week, and then uh, we'll be I taking a two-week hiatus. 
Yeah. So we'll be taking a two week hiatus. Because Rick's not going to be here and then uh, 4th of July. All right. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. Yeah. All right. Well, to all of our listeners, thank you all for joining. And uh, please like and subs subscribe. Give us uh, some support. We appreciate it. This is a labor of love. We and uh, hope you all enjoy it. So tune in next time. We'll see you then.